the bluegrass intro. Yeah, when it, yeah, it's recording now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is the Clary Podcast. We're mobile. We are mobile. And it's going to be a crappy, low-production quality, get-used-to-it Clary Podcast. I'm in West Phoenix, out in the Burbs. I think I made it to the Burbs. Uh, and it's... Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, Atham, you're, you're, uh, we need, you're our Mexican agent in the field. Uh, what is it with the Mexican males? Not females. I didn't go into the female bathroom. What is it with the Mexican males not able to take a shit? I hate to sound so crass, but I, I'm honest... You, you, in America, in these United States, our founding fathers fought many wars against the evil British and the Empire uh, so that we would not have to wait in lines at the toilet. So you get to the west side of Phoenix, and uh, what was it? I, I can even remember the, I think it was like 56 and Highway 10. Uh, I exit, I go to this quick trip, and oh my God, is it a shit show. Uh, all the truck drivers in the world decide to stop there to get their gas so it slows everything down. Everybody's taking their leisurely time. A disproportionately higher percent Hispanic population there. Uh, so then I, I go into the men's bathroom. And uh, my, my American birthright of not having to wait to go to the bathroom and take a shit is being inconvenienced because there's a bunch of Mexican dudes sitting on the can. Hang on, I got past this guy. And at first I was like, okay, yeah, this had, it's just two guys. So I go, I get my soda. I go and I get my gas. And I'm on my putt-putt truck, so it takes a while to get gas. I go back to the toilet. Uh, and uh, the two same guys just sitting there reading the Inquirer. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And now instead of uh, two guys ahead of me for the shitter, there's five Mexican-Hispanic dudes in my same boat. Like what? And I'm like, it's the same guy. The guy that I left there like five minutes ago. He's still in first position to go to the bathroom. But I'm, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I just got the... Uh, oh, roll this up. I just got the... Uh, the sixth sense, like, uh, no, I got to get out of here. I have got to get out. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to wait. This is too many people. This is, uh, this is way... There's, there's something wrong. There's an inefficiency here. And one of two things, well, two of two things. One, uh, whoever designed this gas station, whoever decided to invest and put all these gas stations and there's too much stuff, way too, way too many things, too many gas stations, too many restaurants, too many hotels, way too much traffic. Uh, so whoever designed, oh, we're only going to put up this many toilets with this much traffic. So it's design flaw right off the bat there. The other thing is that the people are too stupid. Not slamming on the Latinos. Again, there were, there were 
disproportionately higher, but there are plenty of white people in representation. But I'm just saying the stupid people in general, they don't, they don't mind lines. You know, the sheep, like how I don't do lines, I will once again say lines are for communists, lines are for inferior people, and I'll never stop there again. I will remember, I will remember the exit. 56 and Highway 10, going westbound, going out to Los Angeles, uh, you don't stop at that gas station because there's too many slow people, too many stupid, too many sheeple. They're going to get in a line. You exiting on 56th Avenue or Street, whatever it is, and uh, oh, can exit here. And Highway 10, that's like going out for lunch at 11.45 a.m. Let's go get lunch because it's lunchtime. Uh, don't you want to wait till maybe should we go early, like at 11? Or maybe we go late like at 1 so we don't waste half an hour of our freaking lives waiting in line. So Tina up ahead. Oh my goodness, I know I've been standing in line for 15 minutes. But now I'm going to finally sit down and figure out what I want. And then, oh my goodness, I'm going to talk about how good everything looks like. And I'm going to analyze and figure out and assess each other. Oh well, geez, do I want chicken or do I want the beef? Maybe I just want a salad. I don't have time for those people. I don't have time for men that take 10 minutes to take a shit, Latino or not. And I don't have time for Tina the Suburbanite titty tits to go and sit and contemplate after she's been standing in line for 15 minutes and she'll be able to go right up in it and tell the professional, hey, I like this on my sandwich. Nope. She's going to sit and then kind of, and then talk. Let's talk. Let's chat with the sandwich artist as if this is our friend. As if this is our therapist consultant that we need their opinion. What do you think? Is it any good? I know Subway's been here forever and it's not like the sandwich has changed that much and I haven't tried every sandwich in the past 30 years of its existence. Should I go with the chicken? I just like to get it. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm so accustomed to South Dakota, Texas. I will, well, no, Wyoming, you got the Wyoming three try there. Just give me my food, let's go. It was almost like Europe. It was almost like Europe. That quick trip over there was like, oh, let's just be slow. Nobody's got a communal, you know, got their communal shit together. Like, hey, let's get a little bit of hustle. Let's move. And I just wanted to get, I wanted to get my power drink. Couldn't get my power drink. I they rooster booster light, quick trip, QT. They're the only ones that have Rooster Booster Light. I've mentioned this before. Best best soda pop in the world. Best power drink in the world. So I always insist. I will drive out of my way to get Rooster Booster Light. Except for now. Except for now. Why know why? Because there's what's what's the number one cause of problems, ladies and gentlemen? What is the number one cause of all problems on the earth? I've said I've said it before. It's it's sad, it's tragic, it's ironic. It's almost contradictory, but it's not. What's the number one and most important thing in the world, and what's the number one cause of problems in the world? The answer is other people. So I had called up Quick Trip saying, look, is there a way I can order a case? I'll pay you money. I will give you profit. I will give you money. It's amazing how people don't want money. I say, I will buy a case. I will, I will pay for the delivery of Rooster Booster Light because Quick Trip is the only one that makes it. I don't know how a gas station company makes its own power drinks, but they do. Oh, no, we can't do that. Okay, fine. Uh, what, what's plan B? Plan B is I'll go and I'll stock up on it before I cross into the Minnesota border. I'll stop over in Iowa on northbound 35. I have to look up the map. 
and I'll stock up. You know, I'll get a whole case of Rooster Booster Light. Well, I tried the Rooster Booster Light, and I picked up the can. It felt a little squishy. Felt like a girl's boob. I'm like, why is this squishy? Because I do the squishy test. Like, I, there's all these new carbonated waters coming. I like to have the carbonated. And there's nothing worse than when you buy something that you think is carbonated and you find out it's not. It's just regular tea. It's not carbonated. They, got, they don't have the fizzies. So I always do the squeeze test. Does this feel like Tom, Frady, uh, Tom Brady's football? Or does this feel like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' football? What does it feel like? So I'm like, so I'm like, no, this can't be it. Because it's carbonated. I know that Rooster Booster Light is carbonated. Grab myself a can. Can't wait to open it. Open it up. It didn't have the... When you open it, it just went... That's all it was. I'm like, oh, that's not a good sound. That's not a good sound at all. Drink it. Sure enough, all the fizz is gone. So some idiot, some moron, and it's one person. I guarantee you it is one person over at QT... Somebody who works at QT, somebody who's a court, send this, send this podcast to them. There is one person who is responsible for the mismanagement, the misproduction, and the missupply. Uh, the legit is all off that they are not getting the rooster booster light out there. And it's just sitting on the shelf. Now, so I, have, I am willing to buy all the supply at such a rate that it will not go bad. It will not lose its fizziness. But some idiot who is not on the game, who just, I guess they don't want to sell it. I guess they don't want to make a profit. There's demand. They're just selling it in the wrong market. But they're still going to produce it. But they're not going to supply it to the right markets. And so most of it just sits there on the shelves, loses its carbonation. No, truck, you don't get that. You know what? Let's give them a nice shot. Let's give them a break. We'll give the truck a break. Why is he getting over? Oh, no, you're not getting over. All right. So I can't even get my Rooster Booster light. And now... Why are you getting over? Is this why we were getting over? We were getting over for this. We were getting over for a fucking county truck. I remember when semi-truck drivers used to know how to drive. Now they just... I'm sorry, it's probably millennials of my generation. If you're a truck driver, which there's a pretty good chance you are. I know a fair amount of... uh, long haul. Please, please just get the fuck out of the left lane, guys. Please. Not to sound hacky, like, hey, what are you doing in the left lane? But the the quality and caliber of semi-truck drivers has gone down, definitely in the past decade. Anyway, so it is a Clary podcast. Uh, I am on my way to Quartzsite. We're doing it on the road because I don't have time. I had to get out before rush hour. Um, I had to, I, I, I caught up with all my work, and then my buddy up in Vegas, he's like, hey, you coming up for the uh, company opening party, he's opening up another division, I'm like, do I have to, well, it's going to be great, we're going to, they got, they got the big, they got the big bow, and they got the big scissors, they're doing that kind of thing, I'm like, oh, and then it makes one wonder who makes big scissors, I wonder, you know, like, where do you get that, where do you get the big bow and the big scissors? I've never seen a big opening like where you get the big scissors. So now I'm thinking like, oh, well, you got to go to see the big scissors and the ribbon cutting. Holy shit, there's a ribbon cut. We're going to cut a ribbon. What will happen? Well, the ribbon will be in one piece? Yeah, then it'll be in two pieces. Oh. Hey, he's all excited. He wants this pop. It's for marketing. It's for marketing. That's why he wants to do marketing. Which is cool, which is fine. 
I'm not at his marketing team. But then I don't know why I have to be there. Come here, watch the ribbon cutting. I'm like, well, I have a feeling it's going to be rather anticlimactic. Can I watch a Martin Scorsese movie, huh? Wouldn't that be a little bit, you know... M.L. Shalman or Night L. Shaman, that guy where he gets the gotcha at the end. You're like, oh, there's a higher payoff there. This is just going to be, hey, it's a ribbon cutting. So I'm going to go hang out with the Hanyakers up north. And good old Vince, good old Vince. Protector Vince. You guys don't know him. I don't, I don't want to expose him just yet, but there's a guy named Vince. Served in Iraq and Afghanistan, a Marine and a cop for 20 years. And uh, he's learning to take it easy. He's out in Vegas too, and he enjoys cigars. So we're gonna we're gonna buy him cigars. Assuming he's in town, he's always got ladies. He's got ladies. He's got ladies crawling on him like uh, like a whore has herpes viruses crawling on her. If that's an alley, he's got girls all over the place. One of those true MGTOWs, you know, the guy that actually went his own way but still likes the ladies. When he sees a, one of these fake big towels, he just shakes his head in shame, kind of like, yep, that's how it goes. Anyway, all right, so I'd like to do the news. I can't do any kind of editing or all that while on the, on the road, but we have the inauguration coming up. Uh, and it, it it's uh, kind of interesting. I, I, I don't understand why all the protests are happening. I was listening to the Cynical Libertarian Society. You can visit him at Sinlibsosh. Sinlibsosh. And he had an interesting point about this million-woman march, which won't be a, a million-woman march because we all know women can't do math. So, you know, there's ten. They think they, they're very bad at decimals. And it's affirmative action, so we always round up to the closest million. There's ten people. It's a million. But I just don't understand the concept of of protests. I really don't know. Now, he had the interesting point. What What is it going to cost one woman to go to Washington, D.C. to protest? Already, let's say it ain't a hot day. I don't mean temperature, but there's nothing going on in Washington, D.C. Let's just say there's nothing going on. There's no protest. There's no nothing. And you decide on a on an off day, on a slow day, to flood the economy, flood the local economy with a million people. Now, I say you don't even get a million people, all right? What happens to hotel prices? What happens to costs in general? And the answer is it goes up. Now, look, I mean, South Dakota, you go to the Rapid City area over in Sturgis, that kind of area. Now, admittedly, they don't have quite the infrastructure that Washington, D.C. does. But they get 750,000 people for that Sturgis rally, and oh, my God. Prices become unacceptably, inexcusably expensive. Uh, I remember even during the recession, I had to go, or my hotel was, it was in Hot Springs, South Dakota, which is pretty far away. You can't get much further away. And I had to go and spend a week down in Crawford, Nebraska, because that's where the, the, not only was the hotel booked during the Sturgis Rally, but I couldn't afford any other hotel anywhere near. So I had to go to Crawford, Nebraska, Atham looked at Crawford, Nebraska, Actually, quite a fun town. That's a town I could, I've, if I if I ever lose the girlfriend, and I have nothing else to do in life, I want to go all Ernest Hemingway. I think that's going to be one of the towns where I just get the cheap hotel, walk to the local bar, and get hammered every day, and just write, just write. As long as I got a window facing the west, so I can see kind of the cliffs and the prairies. 
I'm just gonna just get hammered, get drunk, and write every day and then, until I'm dead. Just stay in Crawford, Nebraska. Anyway, so I had to, I had to go out there. Now, what what do you think's gonna happen when you already have a pretty hoity-toity uh, market, a uh, 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 hotel party uh, lobbyist? I mean, the the hotels do not go for want in uh, in Washington D.C. So now you add up, let's just say these women get half, which they won't, but okay, maybe a quarter. You get a quarter million people. The prices are going to go up way more, way more in, unacceptably, inexcusably expensive than what it is over at the Sturgis rally. And then my question is, for what point and purpose? This then brings about the question, what is with active? Don't you understand? And this is a criticism of both people on the left and the right. All right, the, uh, well, not Milo, well, what's his name? Uh, Mike Cernovich, he's doing the deplorable. And I understand, okay, now here, here's a crafty mind. At least he's a good capitalist and entrepreneur. He's not really doing it to throw a ball. Already you have activists and threats that it's going to be, uh, uh, to be crashed. Uh, that there's going to be bombs, death threats, all these, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interrupted. The whole reason you do that, the whole reason Milo Yiannopoulos, like you think that when these leftists go out and they protest Milo, what did he get shut down at? Was it DePaul? No, San Diego State. He got shut down at both, both, but most recently it was San Diego State. You think you're successful? You think you people on the left are successful? That's exactly, you're playing right it. They want it to be shut down. They want the news. It's free advertising. It's quite a brilliant maneuver on Cernovich's part. If it cost him $90,000 for that deplorable and it gets shut down, oh, and not that he wishes this upon anyone, but if there's an actual bomb or there's a death, oh, that's way more than $90,000 worth of free advertising. Malianopolis, you think he really cares? You think with the internet being able to give a speech on YouTube, that, that being in person, that, that meat factor, that meat space factor really matters? It's he, They hope they get shut down. They hope there's protests, but it's benefiting the, the opposite people that you protesters think it is. You claim a victory because you shut down free speech? That doesn't, it's a win-win-win. And so I don't know what these women hope to, they're just costing themselves a ton more money on what I'm going to presume if they're Democrats, although there was speculation by the great one himself that a lot of these gals were trust fund baby moms or soccer moms or trophy wives. The story that he was talking about in specific was this guy was the engineer, classical setup, the guy's the engineer, the wife is a teacher. Uh, He gives her his voting ballot and she fills it in. (laughs) So you could tell, you know, that he's, he's been cut off at the, at the scrotum. Uh, so there's, you know, there, she's probably not for one. But if you're on the leftist side of things, you're going to go protest. You're the typical protest. You don't have the money to afford this hotel. You don't have the money to afford the jacked up price. It's not cheap in Washington D.C. Oh, sure, you could get bussed in, but you got to drive there. You got to fly there. Same thing with flights. What happens if all of a sudden there's two hundred fifty thousand more flights that have to go to the whatever the uh, Washington D.C. Uh, airport is? And then, what are you going to accomplish? He's going to get inaugurated. He's going to get. Ele- he's already elected. He'll be inaugurated. It's it's merely a formality. 
They could do it anyway. I put that Bible out. I do solemnly swear to uphold and rape the Constitution. Blah, blah, blah. You're not going to stop it. And if push comes to shove, if push comes to really a lot of shove, the U.S. military will kill you. The FBI will arrest you. If you start, the only way you could, you could interrupt it or postpone it, or you'd have to assassinate Trump, in which case Pence would take over, and they already got seven deep with however many people are, you know, how it takes, what is it? It's, it's the president, the vice president, House of Representatives, I mean, it's not just like you got to get Pence and Trump. You got to kill the entire uh, secretary staff, and you got to you got to bump off the vice president and the uh, uh, House of Representatives, uh, uh, majority speaker, speaker of the House. Well, if you're going to do that, um, there's a lot of guys with a lot of guns, with a lot of chevrons on their sleeves, who are commanded by a lot of guys with a lot of pieces of metal hung from their chests. They're going to hunt you motherfuckers down. And I also don't think the majority of, uh, of the people uh, actually want to kill Trump or anything. I'm not accusing them of that. I'm just saying your ultimate goal is to what? Stop Trump from being inaugurated? Or to raise awareness? Raising awareness hasn't done jack shit in the history of raising awareness. Not one problem, not one goal was ever attained or achieved. One problem solved by raising awareness. All you're doing is pissing away your time and your money. That's all you're doing. And it's the same thing with speech. And now let's talk about the right. Let's talk about the other. All of you get all upset about how this speech was shut down. Oh my God, the universe. What do you care? Why do you care? Let's take Milo Yiannopoulos' most successful speech on a college campus. How many How many total humans listened in? Maybe 100, 200? Let's say it's 500. One of my worst videos will probably get in 800 or just under 1,000. Let's call it 1,000. The internet has obsoleted the need to go out and physically protest, uh, uh, publicize, raise awareness for a cause. You know, you don't have to do the Lincoln-Douglas type debates in public, yelling loud so everybody can hear you. Even uh, Martin Luther King, you know, just yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. Uh, in part because it was his personality and his charm. Uh, it was him. But his speeches uh, with the megaphone, he had to go out. He had to go to Selma. He had to go to places. He had to go out in public and, and speak. Radio, yeah, you could reach some more people that way. Uh, but you would have a lot of people show up for, for a, a speech. You'd have a lot of people back in the day. Now, you could get more people that show up at a football game to watch some idiot throw a sports ball over the thing to catch up with the other thing to the other guy in the red colored jersey. You can, if you just got a clever speech, and it doesn't have to go viral, just a Sargon of a Cod level of fame, or a Stefan Molyneux, and you have ten times the amount that you can fit into a stadium watching sports ball or swinging stick. You don't need to go to speak. And that's why I don't get it. It's like, why would you... And, and then there's the... Re, we're going to go protest. When Republicans protest, when conservatives or libertarians protest, when the Tea Parties protest, you're going to go down to the Capitol. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? You could achieve so much more. It really is an issue of economics, labor economics. You look at how much time, effort, and energy you're using these outdated technologies, these obsolete tactics trying to protest or convince uh, a politician 
And maybe the old politicians, maybe if you actually go protest at the state capitol, like, oh my God. And I admit, both on the Republican and Democrat side, <clears throat> politicians are dumber than fuck. They might actually think, well, there's somebody here. So a person in person would be 10,000 times that of somebody on the internet. But kind of like how companies are allowing people to work remotely now, work from home. <coughs> these uh, politicians are starting to notice the internet. They start to see the numbers. So there's no reason. I mean, go write a letter to your congressman. I think that's unique. That still has some, like, wow, an actual handwritten letter or a type letter that's original and signed and has a handwritten address on it. That might capture their... Or going and actually talking to them. Not protest or anything, but actually going and talking to them. That, that might be worth your time to take the hour to drive there and back, pay for parking, and then meet with your state or local representative. But just go on to protest. We're going to do a million woman march. Sure you are, sweetheart. Yeah, and there's the million man march, and you're going to go do wall, uh, 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 Occupy Wall Street. Look how well that worked, huh? How many hours, how many years, how many lifetimes were wasted? What could you have done? Now, see here. Those on the left, they got nothing else to do. They're really doing it for mental and psychological relief and purposes. That's what these, that's what these women are doing over at this Million Woman March. That's what these protesters are doing. It's all crusaderism. It almost has really nothing to do with getting Trump out of the way. It's just that it gives them something to do because their lives are pretty pointless and meaningless. Ooh, they're gonna they're gonna be the guy fox. They're gonna put the bomb over at the British Parliament. Ooh, you rebels, sure you are. Sure, right. But they're not they're not they, it, whether or not it was Trump or whoever, it could have been Ben Carson, they still would have gone and protested. It's because they have nothing else going on in life. You have something going on in life, or at least I'd like to hope so. I've visited the Republican Party's meetings and I've gone to Tea Party meetings and a lot of these people don't have anything going on in their lives either. But you, typically, if you see these protests, you get worked up about these protests where they shut down Milo or they shut down Cernovich or they shut down whoever. If you get upset <coughs> that these women are going to go out and there's going to be a million person march or that they shut down the highways or whatever, you're going to get upset about that. Don't. Why would you get it? And certainly don't do it yourselves. Think about how much time they're wasting. And there's no hope that they're going to wake up and change the tactics and realize just what a waste of human and labor resources that is. They're doing it first and foremost for themselves. Let them waste their time. If you really want to reach a larger audience, you really want to go right. This is one of the rare instances where I think the pen is mightier than the sword. Go right. Do a blog. Forward, forward something. You know, if you really want, you really want to go and fight it. It's going to be mutually beneficial. It's going to be a win-win for both you and me. Going forward, something that that I've written that you really like, you think is compelling. Going forward, something that somebody else has written or liked that you think is really compelling. But to go down, well, two things. <clears throat> One, to get worked up about, to waste the human mental energies. I'm worrying about that's a waste of time and energy. That's that's just. That's unnecessary interest on a debt that doesn't have to be paid back. But if you if you're so stupid as to actually go and and protest, my gosh, the, there's so much more you could have done with that two, three, four hours. If your entire day could have been done doing something much better, much more productive. 
I understand if you want to see someone in person. It's like going... It, it, it really is... It very much is like a concert. I don't understand concerts. They had the Metallica concert in town. I had to work security for one of the hotels. when, the, And it was kind of funny. Here's all these former party goers. Like the bad boys and the bad girls back in the 80s. They get off the bus. They get off the train. They walk into the hotel. They're so old they go right to bed. <laughs> yeah, you party animals. You... You big, oh yeah, man, with your jean jackets and your Metallica little thing and your Iron Maiden patch. Yeah, you you guys really kicked ass. You're, you are the champion, my friends. <laughs> but it's the same thing with, with a concert. Like, yeah, you could go to the concert, sure. You can whoop and holler. You can, you can, you can placate. You can play too. That human instinct to be surrounded by other people. That what I would say say is mystical, mythical, not mythical, mystical. It's a part of human psychology I don't understand. The tribalism where you have to be with a group of people. You get a benefit like, yeah, we are here. And we're going to light our lighters up as as Bono sings some shitty-ass faggoty song about poor kids in Africa that he hasn't done a damn lick of anything to do or fix. And, and maybe you get some kind of spiritual thing for it. Maybe, and I wouldn't say maybe. I'd say most definitely it's kind of tied to religion. You know, people go to church. I was talking to Beckloff about this. And, and I'm like, you know, I, I uh, in an ironic sense, now that I'm older, and even though I don't agree with religion, uh, I do like listening to sermons. And from different, different uh, religions, just because usually it's wisdom. Usually there's... There's a life lesson to be learned there, <clears throat> and maybe uh, it may not pertain to your particular instance if you're a nihilist or a, a agnostic or an atheist, but there is some wisdom to be gained from any religion. Uh, uh, maybe not every piece of scripture is good or pertinent, but you get a good sermon, it's very good philosophy. It's very something That's food for thought. Uh, but I don't have time, unlike when I was a kid, when you were forced to go to church, I couldn't give a shit less about the sermon. Uh, but I really wanted to know more about, or I wouldn't mind the singing or the songs or the lighting of the candles or whatever uh, formalities, whatever uh, ceremonies there were. Oh, in the Catholic Church, you get yourself an aerobics workout with a stand, kneel, sit, jump, jump, kneel, sit, stand, jump. Oh, they're going to light incense. Okay, here comes the cardinal. Here comes the vice cardinal. Here comes the assistant. Oh, now they're followed by the assistant deputy reserve cardinal with the funny hats. Oh, they got the incense. They're swinging it from the stick. Look at that go. They're going to do the sacrament now. Okay, here's here's the body and blood of Christ. That, I'm like, oh, now that, I'm like, okay, this is bullshit. This does nothing for my soul or my mind. So it's the same thing with these concerts. Like, I understand if you want to go to a concert to have that human aspect to you. But if humans are going to advance, I think, I think this is... Maybe, and I'm, look, I'll sound very arrogant and cocky, but I don't give a shit. If you can figure that out, that, yeah, this is dumb. Going to a concert when I can hear the acoustics and the noise much better with a high-quality set of he- headphones or just a decent stereo at my own house on my MP3 player for a fraction of the cost and the time investment, you're not really going to the concert for the music. You're going there for, what, fandom to see actual Metallica? You're going there to be part of something bigger than yourself? You're going there for a spiritual thing? That's what these that's what these activists and protesters are. Now, if you can delineate 
and admit, like, look, if the goal is to crush the left, if the goal is to beat them politically, well, this is a war. And like all war, you don't have time for stuff that is inefficient. The left is horrendously inefficient with protests. Think of all the money Soros has wasted, and Al Sharpton has wasted, and all these liberal organizations have wasted, bussing in protesters. I mean, if, if you could just get politicians to realize that that one, that's AstroTurf, that's not really them. Two, you could ignore the protesters. Three, the pen is mightier than the sword as the internet is mightier than the protest. You, just let them continue. Let them go. Let them protest. Think of all the, the actual poor. Here's kind of an interesting little irony. Think of all the poor kids or the minorities or whatever cause de celeb is uh, on the left of these women. How many girls could they have sent to, to STEM programs or programming boot camp? I, I bet you, for every two women that go to this million-woman march, if you took the money and resources they spent on lodging, food, hotel, and they just didn't go, or and the airplane ticket, and they instead give it to a girl, you could send that girl to programming boot camp for a month or two or three months. And that would do more to close the wage gap than these women just literally... <laughs> double entendre meaning, double pun meaning, bitch and whining about the wage gap and women's issues. Well, here we got a... Okay, good, made it. All these people on the roads. Inmates working, do not stop. Because I was going to. Hey, what are you guys doing? Picking up shit on the side of the road? Can I watch? Let me pull over and watch. So anyway, I know everyone wants to celebrate Trump. I know everyone wants to go to the inauguration and the parties and all that. I don't know. Don't you get kind of old? Don't you get tired? That's for like 20-somethings who don't know any better. You got 40-somethings, 50-somethings. We're going to win. Yay, our guy won. Yes, your guy really did win. And now you're going to really, really celebrate it by drinking a lot more booze than you normally would at a hotel you just rented out. The criticisms I lay upon the million women march attendees are the same criticisms I would I would level against people who are celebrating Trump, you know, those on the opposite aisle. Like, if I'm ever president, well, there's no party. There's, the, there's not going to be a... There's not going to be a... What do they call it? The correspondence dinner? That's not happening. Where's the Bible? Swear me in. Let's get to work. The, the, there's not going to be a correspondence there because there's not going to be a correspondence. When I am president, it'll be Twitter and Google. Of course, Google would probably ban me, so then I'd have to just go with Daily Motion. <laughs> and then I'd release, there's my press release. You can email the questions. I can still keep asshole consulting up. I, that's why I'd answer the political questions. Oh, you'd like to know what I think about Russia? I'm president. You, know, well, you can send that request to assholeconsulting.com. Wouldn't that be funny? What would be really cool is like if CNN all says, like, oh, you want me to answer your question? All right, send your request to assholeconsulting.com. And by the way, since you're CNN, that question is going to cost you $10,000. And I'm not even going to do email or, uh, or a video response. It's going, to, it's going to be in Braille, you assholes. You could translate. Go for, it's going to be in Chinese Braille. So go find yourself a Chinese translator and a Braille translator. Go fuck yourself. Oh, you Fox News? Okay, all right, that's $500 for you. And I'll do a video request. Yeah, that's fine. 
long as it isn't Megan Kelly. <laughs> anyway, so maybe I should do some sponsors. Uh, uh, let's. Uh, we got my books. You can all get my books. They're all great books, and all the main flagship ones are available in paperback and Kindle. Uh, we got them all. There's Worthless. There's uh, Bachelor Pad Economics. There's Enjoy the Decline. New cover, and that one's also an audio. That's the last one they put into audio. So if uh, you want to listen, and I, I would listen through them again, you know, because I want to make sure there's no mistakes. And I'm like, God dang, that's, that's still a good book. Even though Trump is one, and I know you guys all foolishly think that, that everything's going to be roses and, and happiness uh, until we're dead. Uh, I'm going to wait until Trump actually does some things and there's some successes before I go and celebrate. Uh, regardless, <clears throat> uh, there's still some um, some value in reading that book. Uh, what else we got? Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Uh, Reconnaissance Man, that, especially now that I've been hanging out west, that is absolutely a must. I keep forgetting how beautiful the west is. I'm even in the middle of the desert, in between Quartzsite and Phoenix. And there's just all these cliffs and mountains that... They taunt you. They tempt you. Like, come hike me. You can't hike me. And it's like, no, I can't because I can see the mountain that I... Right now, there's this mountain. It looks like a sheer cliff. I'd love to hike it. There's no obvious road that goes anywhere near it. So the hard part wouldn't be scaling the mountain. It'd be the... At least... That's got to be at least seven miles out. Objects are way further away than they appear in the mirror out here in the west. I just eyeball it. Maybe that's more like... That's eh, more like five, six miles on me. That's six. I'm going to call that six. And then you got to climb the damn thing. And then when you get down, you got to hike back to your truck. So all it is is tempt. That's all it is. Just tempting. You got to learn to ignore it. You got to learn to let, not let those mountains get to you. Even the one, the, hi- the peak I want to hike, it's called Signal Peak. South of Quartzsite. And even there, I was looking up and says, there are no trails to the mountaintop. You have to bushwhack it. Uh, there's a northeast, appro- northeast approach you could take. And even the road doesn't go there. Like, for those of you out on the East Coast, you know, who live cushy lifestyles, like Professor Steve, Chris Beckloff, you have roads, you have electricity. You get out west, they, they, it's weird. They're just like, uh, we're going to stop paving the road here. Fuck it. And it's going to be a dirt road, but we're going to stop moving out the big rocks and boulders here. So fuck it. You need a 4x4 tank to get through here. And uh, there's just, uh, there's no way. So we'll see. I got my putt-putt truck. Maybe I'll be make it, I'll be able to make it to the uh, the peak, or the trailhead rather. No real trailhead. I'll be able to get close enough to the, to the mountain. Maybe I'll get up to it and back. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. This is really just going to be more of a reconnaissance, walk around, look around. I'm also hoping that the desert floor remains as it is. You get up into the the north, and um, you, you really start to appreciate forest fires because it clears away all the brush. Well, now they don't. They stop forest fires, so now you're basically doing hurdles the entire time if you bushwhack it, meaning there's no uh, there's no trails for you to hike on. And then trails, oh my gosh, easily. 500% more efficient. It just makes things so much faster. But if you got a bushwhack, you got to climb over trees, you got to go through brush. But in desert, it's not that bad because there's not that much foliage, there's not that many trees that have been downed, and it's dirt or sand. You just kind of walk across it, and it's like, all right, that ain't too bad. 
But then you get cactus. And if you get a lot of cactus, oh, it's not pleasant. Oh, cactus are a pain. They're just a pain. And so, um, you know, it's a little bit better hiking in, in the desert than it is in an untended bushwhacking, uh, un, untended trail, uh, no trail bushwhacking type of uh, approach when you go up north. So yeah, hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll be able to do Signal Peak, but I'll just, I think I'm just going to scope it out. I'll just walk around, maybe get as high as I can, get a little hike in, and then, uh, then drive to Vegas. Uh, what else we got for sponsors? Um, so we have my books. Uh, please go buy and recommend them to friends. Uh, we also have my Amazon affiliate program. If you do any of your online shopping, please do it through my Amazon affiliate program. You're going to do your shopping anyway. Uh, why not make me 7% along the way? How you do that is you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You just click on the Amazon banner, and uh, that's it. That's all it is. Uh, you might have to turn off your uh, ads, ad blocker, or maybe you have to use Microsoft uh, Explorer. But uh, if you inconvenience yourself, basically if you, if you make one extra click, by doing it that way, uh, Amazon knows you came from my site, and then any purchases you make during that shopping session... I get a 7% cut. Uh, you don't pay anything extra. And if you get in the good habit of going there first, I'd really... Oh, look at that. A Tesla broken down on the side of the road. Ran out of juice. How funny. How ironic. Uh, if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Um, keeps me on the air. Keeps me out of the office. Keeps me out of banking. Keeps me from working a real job. And it makes it so I never, ever, ever, ever have to answer to anyone again. So uh, we have that there. What else? Um, other people's books. Adam Piggott's Pushing Rubber Downhill and Run Guts Pull Cones. He has those available on Amazon.com, both paperback and Kindle. Um, we have uh, The Stringers by T.J. Martinell. We also have the Uncle Nick books. Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight, written by Frank Survey in his third book. Where Pretty Lies Perish. Again, all these are available at Amazon.com in paperback and Kindle. Uh, Ann Sturzinger, i got to plug to Ann because she's going to help out my friend Glorious Carl with his uh, business proposal. He's <laughs> he emails me. He's like, look, I know you have editors, but who do you recommend for editing? Like, uh, you know, out of all the people, you know, your girlfriend's your editor or some other female friends of yours are editors. But then you have Ann Sturzinger, and, and I said, well, what, what do you want? Do you want... Do you want it to be read well? Or are you looking for the strict Achtung, Sieg Heil, Mein Führer, Mein Leben uh, type of grammar Nazi thing? Because I, I need a grammar Nazi. I say, okay, talk to Anne Sturzinger. You'll give her your script. She'll send it back like a fourth grade English teacher with red markings all over. And it won't even represent what you originally intended or wrote. And I know, Anne, I know it was all wrong. Every, every, you corrected every mistake. You are right. You are, you were 100% grammatically correct. You caught everything wrong in my script. Unfortunately, nobody gives a shit if it's the wrong word. People like it how it sounds. People like to read a story. People like a tone. And my tone is very conversational and casual. It's oratory. It's interesting how, like, my audio books have much higher ratings than the, uh, than the paperback or Kindle because people read it when it actually is more meant to be read or, or, or listened to. 
It's as if we're having a conversation. Anyway, so um, if you need audiobook work done, go to jimfear138.blogspot.com. Also, undertowaudio.com. Those two guys, uh, they work uh, at affordable rates, and uh, they have good voices. They'll do it. They'll get you, they'll get you your project done <clears throat> sort of maybe on time, which is best as millennials could do nowadays. You know, don't, don't expect miracles. What else? Um, oh, um, oh shoot! I had it. What I had it there for a second. Uh, what is it? Adam Pickett has his podcast. Oh, Elkin CPA, ElkinCPA.com. If you're looking for an accountant this tax season, why why go with the shittiest when you could go with the best? Oh, Aaron, do you know how how do you know that Chad Elkins is the best? Well, he's a friend of mine, obviously, and if he's if he's got that good of acumen and taste and friends, then he must be a genius in every other capacity. So, uh, go and uh, get yourself an accountant with Chad Elkins at ElkinCPA.com. Uh, he is very picky about his clientele. If you have ever filed for an extension or you procrastinate or you think the IRS is like, eh, I don't have to pay my taxes and you've failed to file your taxes, uh, don't contact Chad. He doesn't want you as a client. He, uh, he only wants people to have their shit together because he wants to take on as many high-quality clients as possible and give them the best service as possible. And basically, he doesn't babysit. He does not babysit. Unlike me, I will babysit if you want to have your hand hold and you want to talk but not solve your problems at $200 an hour on Skype, contact me at Asshole Consulting, where I, the world's only professional asshole, will solve all your problems. Okay, I won't solve your problems. I will tell you the solution to your problems. I will leave it up to you to actually solve them. But um, we have different types of services. We have the uh, Total Life Improvement Plan. Uh, that's a new one where you pay me $10,000 and I go through your your life with a fine-tooth comb and based on every objective that we set. So you give me $10,000 and if you reach one objective, I give you back a thousand. If you reach another objective, like you lose weight, I'll give you back another thousand. And you can you can cut your true cost of the total life improvement plan uh, by half. It'll only cost you 5000 bucks. And then by the end of that, if uh, two months go by and all of a sudden you have a job, you've paid off your debts, and you've lost 100 pounds, well, you know what? That's worth 5000 bucks, as far as I can tell. But you're going to have a financially invested interest in actually solving your own problems. And I've found that just taking people's money and not making it sting does not get people to improve their lives. So we got the Total Life Improvement Plan. We have the email and video consultations. Um, and then for Skype, if you want to talk on Skype, I charge $200 an hour because usually that means you don't want to solve your problem. You just want to bitch and whine and hold somebody hostage because no, you have no friends and they don't want to talk to you. So I'll be your friend for $200 an hour uh, and I'll just like let you keep talking and go on. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Uh, that's our good friend Max Wooter. You can email him at max at wooter.co. Uh, we have uh, 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 academic composition. Uh, Alex is hiring. He's getting geared up for the next semester of college, which should have started by now. I think the kids are coming back from their month vacation of leftist indoctrination. Uh, if you want to um, uh, become a writer or an average marketer, rather, do some marketing for Alex, you can. It's not an exciting job. It's not an interesting job, but it's a job that pays. It can be done from the comforts of your own home and a laptop. So I would contact uh, Alex at academiccomposition.com. 
Tell them the old captain sent you. And uh, if you want uh, someone else to do your homework for you, write your papers for you because you realized after your first semester of college just what a bunch of bullshit it is, uh, yeah, have Alex do it. Do what all smart corporations do, and that is outsource the tasks you don't want to do and are not mission critical to your mission. And who else we got for sponsors? Uh, if you want to sponsor the show, you can. Uh, you can contact me. Go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Find my profile. Click on that. Email me. You'll find my email there. And unlike pretty much everybody else on this internet world who have great audiences but fail to capitalize on it, uh, I will get back to you if you want to uh, advertise on my blog, podcast, and YouTube. $100 a month. No minimum. It's just one month. Let me know if that's worth it. And if you're profitable, then we can always renew later. But I don't do the old dying media. Oh, speaking of which, did you see Norway is getting rid of FM? And I, this was brought to my attention by Garage Logic, which is one of my favorite radio shows. I don't really listen to it anymore on radio. I listen to it on the podcast. And Joe Souchere, the host, bless his baby boomer aged heart. He, he found it cute. He found it quizzical. He found it quaint and other things to start with Q. Because he's like, well, they're getting rid of FM. Uh, okay, whatever. It's like, you don't understand. Is that You guys don't know these people, but it's AM 1500. Joe Sushri has a show, Garage Logic. You should listen to it. Great show. But he also has a co-host on another sports talk show called Patrick Royce. And I remember back in the day, this was five, six years ago, Royce like, who wants to read a blog? What are blogs? Blogs are stupid. What's a podcast? Podcasts are dumb. And they don't realize that this is like the Spanish flu that they don't have an immunity system built up for. That's going to wipe out their industry. Now, thankfully, these two gentlemen are very old, and they're very good at their job. Uh, but thankfully, they'll be retiring, and there will not be a replacement. There will be a replacement, but it will be in the form of, oh, I'd say 100 individual people who already do sports talk on political analysis on the YouTubes and the internet and they're blacks those foolish things uh, but it was, it was just I found it interesting that here's Norway they're going to get rid of their FM band and they're going to replace it with digital broadcast radio meaning, meaning it comes in over on your, your phone or <clears throat> like Ford they had it so that you could get internet access uh, they have like a wireless device that pulls from what I don't know if it's uh, cell phone towers or if it's the satellites but the day's coming I'm, I'm sure it already exists where you could get internet via satellite and uh, all these radio towers all these radio AMF it's done it's over it'll be digital you'll be able to get it pretty much anywhere remotely you won't need a cable it'll truly be wireless and there won't be any more there will be no more KSTP there will be no more KQRS. There will be no more KBEMF. Oh, there will be. Uh, there'll be money-losing operations uh, until they're not anymore and they're done. But uh, I, I really, it, it, look, I'm not, I'm not hip. I'm not up on technology. My buddy Richard, a couple of years younger than me, he's always onto the latest and greatest things. Like he's the one that told me about the. Uh, the home batteries by Tesla, which now I'm kind of thinking, huh, that'd be interesting. I could put together a home battery. That'd be, I would like to see a home battery. That's interesting. But he's, he's always on top of this. And he knew well, like at least a year in advance of what I did, 
about, oh yeah, radio's gonna die, the future's the internet, and he knew why. It took me a while to catch on, but man, these people in radio, they're like unaware. They don't realize that their like wife is having an affair with the pool boy, the really better looking, much more muscular, hotter pool boy. Don't you guys realize, do you, do you old farts in, in radio realize this? This is like your wife was starting to get frumpy and fat and old. And, you know, she's kind of depressed. She was taking Valium or whatever the heck it is. Sad uh, trophy wife-like wives. take. They're just not excited anymore. They stop giving you blowjobs, you know. They just There's no more spice in the life. And then all of a sudden, the, the wife starts putting on, like, nails, hits the gym. That's the key sign. You haven't changed your behavior, but all of a sudden, the girl's going to the gym. And, uh, and then she's like, dressing up a little bit and doing her hair she got a new hairdo did her nails and you think it's for you and you're too dumb to realize it's because you guys hired a pool boy or a cleaning guy and Esteban is this ripped uh, half French we gotta get some esoteric fucking faggoty gay you know European thing he's half French so he's got the blue eyes and he's half Hispanic and, and you're all and, and you don't you don't put two and two together you just think she's doing it for you and, and all of a sudden she's like lost 20 pounds and she's happy and eh, maybe she gives you a pity fuck thinking about Esteban while she's fucking you it's the same thing with these old timers in radio they think oh how quaint oh there's there, people are listening hey we we upload we do a podcast now too and people are downloading our podcast how interesting this is the future of radio. Not knowing that the the death knell is coming any moment. It would suck to be a young person in radio right now because you don't have a future. When you're old, they're just gonna put you out to the pasture. Once once you die, they they're not gonna renew. I think Rush Limbaugh is probably gonna retire. That that's an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys remember the radio, or not the radio. The um, the uh, article that came out that Rush Limbaugh signed a new contract with Clear Channel, but they didn't mention the money. They didn't mention the amount. And the reason they speculate is that it's not that much because a lot of people aren't listening to Dennis Prager and Michael Savage and, and Rush Limbaugh anymore. They're listening to the score and thousands of different podcasters of very unique specialties and interests. There's no single podcaster you know, replacing these guys, but with the multitude of choice... The limitless choice of podcasts and listeners and eccentric radio show host personalities on a podcast. Why, I haven't listened to radio. I listened to radio what? Because I ran out of podcasts. I was listening to radio out in Miami, Arizona. I was driving back from the Salt uh, River Canyon because I didn't have any podcasts left. And inevitably, I just turned it off because I'm like, there's nothing interesting. There's nothing that piques my interest and the music sucks. The Latino rap song station. That, yeah, there you go. Boom, tickle, boom, tickle, boom. I love it. I love it. I love it. Honest to God. I get, there's got to be some old-time, you know, proud Mexican fathers. But listening to that reggaeton shit. Even even guys my age, maybe a little bit younger, Athab's age. They gotta be looking back at that like, because uh, reggaeton, if you don't know what it is, it's like Spanish rap. And it's shit. It's just shit. There's no talent that goes into it. Now I've just offended the three people that listen to reggaeton. 
And then all the white women who don't listen to it but are, are, that think it's racist because I just don't like something that doesn't happen to be, a, you know, happens to be of a different culture. It's like, no. Try this one on. I don't like Irish food. You want to know why? Because Irish food sucks. Doesn't mean I hate Irish people. Or matzo ball soup. There's a dish you can do without. I don't know how the Jews came up with that shit. Yeah, let's put, let's take soggy bread and put it in chicken broth. This is a thing? So anyway, it's, it's right. I can't imagine that's going to last too much longer. And especially as you get a little bit older, you start to realize it sounds the exact same, regardless of what ethnicity you come from. It's always the saying, boom, take a boom, take a boom, take a boom. Lyrics, all the same. Fuck, shit, sex, drugs, whore, wench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No new stories told. Just like Hollywood. No new rap lyrics told or sung. No new music beat. There's, there's that the 30 year old Mexican men who just kind of like getting a little bit more mature like what the fuck are we listening to that shit for remember we go out to the Latino nightclubs we try to salsa dance then we did that bachata and all the 43 year old women would dance with us because there was a hip motion they wore that fucking those fucking uh, not braids what did they do what was the fashion back then middle aged women you could tell it, it basically gave the signal I'm a divorced desperate middle aged woman that wants to be taken advantage of for my money. <laughs> they wore scarves. They would wear scarves as a belt. That's what they would do. Hang on. The wind is blowing. Ah, dang it. They wear a scarf around me you know, for a belt. It wasn't that quaint. Not one woman, 25 or hot, wore that. It just, the, the women who are 25 or hot wore heels, they wore a dress, they go dancing. The middle-aged women, they would... It's kind of like, I don't know if this happened in other parts of the country, uh, where the uh, when swing dancing was very hot, it was the beginning of the end, the large-ass hipster type of girls, the proto-hipster women, they would wear sneakers when they go lindy-hopping. It just feels better on my feet. It's like, yeah, it's because you just don't want... You just, yeah. When people start showing up wearing their pajamas and sweatpants, that's when I that's when I was like, yep, this is done. Put it, put a fork in it. The swing dance scene is done. Oh, here comes the kids from McAllister University. Oh, they're all dressed up like they're in fame. Oh, we're done. All right. Well, listen, that's uh, that's going to be the Clary podcast. I apologize if I didn't get the rest of my sponsors. Um, I don't have that many paid sponsors anymore. I usually just barter traffic and sponsorships so I get free lodging elsewhere. Oh, 55 miles an hour. Because I might hit that cactus like 300 miles out from here. Uh, and that's it. So uh, I will be, I'll probably be having a, a lot of people in Arizona been, oh, you're going to do a meetup? You're going to have a meetup in Phoenix? Yeah, I'm going to have a meetup in Phoenix. Don't worry about it. Um, I just haven't got, I just got to town. Now I have to drive to go to this freaking uh, ribbon cutting thing. Thank God there's hiking on the way because I wouldn't I wouldn't have just driven four hours in the desert to go to a ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, so I will be having a um, a meetup. I will be uh, probably also be in Vegas in February, kind of for that month. I gotta travel around a little bit, but uh, I'll probably be doing a meetup there. And uh, for the love of God, honestly. I, I'm, I'm going to go into business 
one in every two. There's there's the one in every two rule or lesson, and, and I don't care how many people this offends because it's true, and it's going to be in the long term helpful for everybody. You, I don't know if, if if anyone else has told you this, but uh, any guy, any fan, any uh, not fan, any writer, any uh, prominent member that you follow on the internet, he's lying to or she's lying to you that uh, that everyone you meet is cool. They're good people. Everyone you meet is a good person. But my God, one in every two of you have some mental issues. You guys need such a kick in the ass. You guys need to... And then you can say, oh, well, there's Spurgy and they're nerds. I don't give a shit what the reason is. There is... There is I'm going to set up a man camp. And I'm not talking pickup school. That... that This is... this is the, the problems are so horrible, so bad, that picking up women is the last least of their concerns. I've been meeting people where I meet a really great guy, and then I know to to the the second decimal point, I'm going to meet some crazy weirdo that is in desperate need of an ass kicking and an older brother. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not joking; I'm half tempted to think about putting together this man camp, and I'm going to charge at least ten thousand uh, dollars for a month because because that is that is it is absolutely worth your guys's money. And occasionally women's too, to have someone come in because no one's telling anybody. No one, obviously, people do not tell these people um, what's wrong. They don't. They don't because oh, they want to hurt their feelings. And you can see what happens after two, two and a half decades where no one kicks your ass. There isn't an older brother around. There isn't a masculine father around. Your mother sure the fuck isn't going to tell you. And you come out like these fucking nerds that you are, with no fucking hope, no social acumen. No awareness. I mean, I, I truly now know what tone deaf means. And I know people say, it's the Asperger's, it's the ASDHDHDAs, it's the autism. No, it's you haven't had your ass kicked, you haven't had a real man in your life, and you haven't gone through boot camp. And I just, the, the curiosity in me, it's like if I set up this boot camp, what would happen to the Spurgs? Like, if it would actually go away. Like, all of a sudden, oh... The solution, kind of like ADHD in uh, South Park, where we have this new solution, and there's these kids going all crazy in the classroom, and this guy just comes up with a stick, hits them over the head, says, shut up and study! (laughs) And cures all four of them in like a matter of of 30 seconds. Honest to God, one, hey, what do you want, guys? Do you want to go to a therapist for 20 years that ain't going to tell you jack shit? And you're still going to spurg out, and you're not picking up on the social clues, and you're going to blow, what, $100,000? Or do you just want a month of, of man camp, and we beat the fucking shit out of you, and then you're like, oh, shit, no one told me. Like, yeah, now I just did. Isn't that worth ten grand in one month of your life? Good. Now go out and be fruitful and multiply. All right, that's all we got. Let me turn this up. We'll see you guys later. Oh, come on, here is it. No. Toodles.